Welcome to the Mother Days Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Wright Olson. And I'm Teresa Palma. Welcome, Daisies. Um, We're so excited today. We have um, an amazing mama on with us, um, Tori Praver. And Tori, do you go by Tori Praver? Is it Birnbaum? Is that how you say your last name? Help me. So I'm Birnbaum now. Okay. Number two. So I actually changed my name this time. <laughs> Hopefully it's the last. We'll ah, see. <laughs> got it. Okay. But I'm just Tori. We can just Okay, Tori. just Tori. Yeah. All Tori. right, Tori. Um, well, I'm so excited to have you on, Tori, because I actually just recently, it was last year, went to this event um, with the business of being born. And Tori and I were both there. And I remember Ricky was there, Ricky Lake. And she was like, Tori, you should share your stories, you know? And I was like sitting there going like, yeah, you should, because <laughs> I have followed you for years. I knew that you had home births and you had three kids. And actually, I'm sorry, I'm not a stalker, but, but I am um, your <laughs> first two kids um, are the same. We're born the same years that my first two kids were born. Okay. So, um, and I was always a huge fan of your swim line and oh, I love you bought one of your suits like really early on. And then um, you did a collaboration with Target and I like bought everything. And I was like, yeah, super wow, fan. you really don't. You you know your stuff. Wow. I do. <laughs> that seems no, like I do. Ages and ages ago. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cash back credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cash back? Uh, splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco. Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. But, 
anyway, Tori um, has done Sports Illustrated. You were like a guest model at the age of 17. Um, you uh, modeled for Billabong. And also you grew up in Hawaii. So yeah. you've had wow. like an unbelievable experience. <laughs> I think very unique um, yeah. and really cool. But one of the things I think that I geek out over is the fact that you chose to have home births. What led you to that place? Like, how did you right. get to the place yeah. where you wanted to do a home birth? Especially with your first. I feel like some people get there, but not often with their first. Well, no, my first actually was born um, in the hospital, not oh. by my choice, but um, her dad at the time. So like you said, I grew up in Hawaii. I'm just backing up. I'm going to back it up. Back yeah. it up. Back it up, so, girl. Like a tantra. <laughs> so I grew up on Maui and... Um, in Hawaii, it's a lot more normal to have home births. It's sort mm. of like, I mean, most of my friends did. I I felt like it was sort of like what you did. Like you got pregnant, you had a baby and you just birthed at home. It seemed kind of normal to me, which I realize now is not the case and really kind of awesome that I, I had that kind of thought and introduction to birth and felt good and confident about it. Um, and then when I got pregnant with my first, I really like, wasn't sure what I was going to do. Um, that's kind of how I met Ricky Lake and that, how it led me to kind of her and her documentaries and the business of being born. I started watching her films, um, which, you know, I think most people, when they, when they watch those, they kind of become obsessed mm -hmm. with this yes. idea and you're like, wow, holy, holy shit. I'm like, am I allowed to curse? Yes, you, yes, you can. <laughs> like, anything you want. Anything you want. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, wow, this is epic. Like, I want that. This mm -hmm. is an experience that I want. And I kind of just dove in and I was living in LA at the time. Um, my husband was not entirely on board. He had a friend who kind of had just recently had a scary experience with the home birth. Mm. Um, so I kind of had to convince him that that's what I wanted to do. And it just didn't feel right. Like I wanted him to feel comfortable and confident. So I yeah. found a um, midwife who had birthing rights at Cedar sinai mm. um, She's actually sadly no longer alive, but it was amazing. It was kind of like I got the best of both worlds. I got to have the baby in the hospital. So my husband was, you know, comfortable and I got to have this experience with the midwife. I got to birth in the position I wanted to. I got to, Ugh. you know, take my time. I got to kind of just create my own environment. Um, and Sadly, at the at the very end, it was like 30 hours of labor. Long story short, I ended up getting an epidural. She offered me one and I was like, just going like, through transition. Don't dangle uh, the carrot. And I was like, <laughs> I, I can't. I'm like, just fucking give it to me. I can't, yeah, I can't yeah, do it yeah. anymore. She was like, you know, it could be 20 more minutes. It could be two hours. And I was just so dead, so tired. And to be honest, it kind of saved my birth because I think I would have just been totally out of energy. So whatever, yes. you know, it was, it is what it is, but that was, it was beautiful. I had her naturally. Um, and then round two, I was like, I'm having this fucking baby at home. I don't care what you said. <laughs> if I wasn't, I kind of resented the hospital experience a yeah. little just because I feel like it kind of took that will from me. Whereas if I would have been mm -hmm. at home, by the way, I was so comfy and cozy 
at home, getting in the car, driving the white oh, light, yes. the whole drive. thing. Yeah. It just totally messed me up. Um, I was eight centimeters when I got there. Oh my god! All night. Oh. Yeah, it took me all night to get to nine, and then I was like, you know, whatever. It just messed up my flow. Yeah. Anyways, I I knew I wanted to have my next baby at home, and I did. I found an amazing team. Um, I um, I think she was actually at that event, Sarah, that we were at. Um, oh really? Alexandra. Oh uh, yeah, Evangelini. Yes. Um, and I didn't have a doula. I sort of was my own doula. And that's where Ricky comes in. So, <laughs> okay. so I had, um, I had always wanted to do a doula training forever, ever since I, I saw her documentary. So all my friends were going to Coachella and I was like eight months pregnant and bored and it was hot. And I was like, what am I going to do? So I just Googled doula training near me <laughs> and I know so random. Um, it was at Beanie Birth. Yeah. Yes. Anna uh, Paula. Yes. Anna Paula Markel. I took that course too. <laughs> you did? Yes. It was amazing, right? <laughs> it was amazing. So I walk in, I'm eight months pregnant. I'm the only pregnant girl there. And I sit down and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. It was like, I don't know, two or three days. I don't, I don't yeah. remember. Mm-hmm. And it's about an hour into it. And all of a sudden someone's late. And who is it? No, none other than Ricky. Like, oh, she walks in. Wow. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. I'm like, <laughs> this is, <laughs> is a sign from God. It like, is. This is it. She's yes. here. I'm here. Like, this is wild. She had never had her doula training. That was just the random, you know, session that she picked I happened to be there we were partners oh my god for, the, for like the the whole two days it was so fun she was like I don't know it was just the best it was the best experience Ugh. she was like do you want me to be at your birth do you want me to I don't know what happened she ended up not being in town or something and I was it was fine I had my mom I had my team and it was it was all good so I had my second baby at home oh how I was my own doula yeah, I was Aww. living in Malibu at the time and it was really, it was, it was perfect. It was Aww. like the best experience. I bet that, yeah. that oh my God, it really changes. I mean, I've actually only had one home birth. I've had um, sort of birth center births with the two middle ones. And then the first one was a hospital birth. But I, for me, the biggest difference was just that the post, post birth is like, yeah. of course, I felt so great being in the home environment. But then just being able to just stay and just sleep and just nurse and you're just there yeah. and I have my kids around and I didn't have to go yeah. anywhere. Be in your own bed. Yeah. It was so, that's so magical. It really is. It's a whole new and different experience. All right, as you guys know, we are we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those 
frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, A silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mummers and all we do is crave a spa day and we deserve it. We always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to-do list. We jump from one activity to the next and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self-pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural citrusy scent. I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness, it's self-love, it's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How long after your second birth did you have your third baby and (laughs) were you also dead set on, right, this is the way, I'm having another home birth? So my second and my third are six years apart. Uh Um, I got a divorce. I got remarried. And then um, my new husband didn't have any kids. So I kind of knew that was, you know, that was happening. I was excited, happy to have a third. But, you know, it was a long time. Mm -hmm. It's been six years. But, um, you know, there's a, there was a part of me that was like, okay, 
I'm just going to go to the hospital and get an epidural and it'll be great. It'll be perfect. And then I was like, who am I kidding? Like, that's just not going to happen. I'm not doing it and forget it. I'm back on board. Here we are with the third baby. I'm having a home birth. And again, I had to get my now husband on board with this idea, which he's from New York. He's oh, a nurse Jew. He yes. was like, you are insane. Like, we're not having a baby at home. Like, who's a baby at home? <laughs> You're like, me. His I mother do. thought I was wacky. Oh, like, no. she yeah. couldn't even, like, digest the thought. And I was like, it's going to be okay, guys. I promise. Like, I had to really, like, hold their hand through the process. Oh, my um, gosh. And... And, you know, halfway through, honestly, like he had a couple of meetings with the midwife. And I think that she answered all of his questions. She was actually a paramedic before. So I think he felt like a little bit more comfort in knowing that, God forbid, there was some sort of emergency Mm -hmm. or whatever things he was concerned about. It made him feel at ease. But um, he was excited. And it was so epic, you guys. (gasps) Both my kids were there in the tub. I want you to walk us through the whole thing because yeah. that I want to hear about this because sure. I actually saw pictures from this birth on your Instagram right. I think at some point and I was just like oh, I need to know this story because oh you gosh. like wrote some stuff out too which was so yeah. cool um was it the same midwife that you had had no at, okay no. who is this midwife so I think it was during COVID or something, I, I probably was spending way too much time on my phone, but I, I kind of fell in love. <laughs> I fell in love with this midwife from Orange County, Lindsay Milas. Lindsay Milas. Yes, we <gasps> love her. Oh my gosh. I'm, we love her. She needs to come We're on the pod. to interview her. She's amazing and you should interview her. She's okay. incredible. But I, we sort of just had this like little like Instagram romance and it, and I oh would tease gosh. like, if I ever have another baby, I want you to be my midwife. And it was sort of like a joke, but it ended up happening. I got pregnant. I immediately <sighs> called her. I was like, you have to come see me. I'm pregnant and having this baby at home and you're going to deliver it for me. So oh my gosh. That's what happened. Oh my God. Um, She's a dream. she would drive up from Irvine to see me. I felt so bad. I was like, you really like at the end, I was like, don't even come. Like, it's my third baby. What are you going to do? Like, there's (laughs) nothing to talk about. There's nothing to see. I'm fine. But um, no, she was, she was incredible. But so back to the, the kids you wanted to know about. Um, So Ryan, my first, my daughter was at the birth for my son, Phoenix, my second, Mm. she was there the whole time. And she got a little nervous, I think towards the end with like, the pushing and she wasn't in the room. I don't even think I was so loud. I think she just was like three and like, what the hell's happening? You know, like just whatever. She didn't feel comfy. And she went to my neighbor's house and came back and he was there in our bed and it was beautiful. But this time I really like included them in all of the appointments. They were there like using the Doppler they would be there for whatever it was like they were really a part of the journey of my pregnancy and from like the first month they were like we want to be there we want to see we want to like we want to help we want to I don't know they were just super into it and I would show them births of like you know babies and puppies and every kind of birth I could possibly show them just to kind of like prepare them Yes, and and yeah I think um, I'm trying to think it was like what time 
my birth went so quick with a third. I want to say it was like 1 a.m. right before I was about to push. My mom went and got them from bed and they came in in their pajamas, got in that tub. And my daughter was the first one to hold the baby. It was like oh my god, still connected. (gasps) And all. she just like, like hands waiting for him, took him, held him. And we were like... I guess it's her baby. Oh like, my god! And it still is, by the way. Oh it's the cutest no. thing. They have like the sweetest, sweetest connection. It's really beautiful. Oh my god! What's, yeah. their, what's their age difference? So nine. Ryan's ten. She was okay. nine when the baby was born, and and Phoenix was six. I done the math so, in god. my head. I was yeah. like, wait, she, yeah. she was not she. And they, you know what? Like I, afterwards. I asked them, I said, were you guys scared? Did you, were you nervous? Like, what did you think? Like, tell me. And they were like, no, we weren't scared. I was like, did, was mommy making weird sounds? Like, did it make you feel uncomfortable? They were like, no, we were just excited. Like they were just happy to like, I don't know. It was like people, when I tell them that they were like, they watched, like they couldn't believe it, but it just felt so right. And like, I just feel like you're setting them up for success in the future like seeing like what a woman's body can do and what birth can look like because there's so much fear-mongering with birth and to actually these kids have seen it they've seen it they've seen their mom go through it and I hear so many stories Um, I think we were talking to rumor Willis about this and it's like when you're at the birth of your siblings and you see your parents do it like Mm. inevitably like you end up wanting to choose sort of a similar path which we keep hearing that story over and over and Mm -hmm. and I love it like my kids also just think that oh birth is like you get in the water and you you know make some noises and the baby comes out and it's peaceful and beautiful (laughs) there are lots of people around yes that is birth. <laughs> that is. That's what we are meant to do. It's become this this thing that we. It's now a medical intervention. We have to go to the hospital. We have to be hooked up and plugged in and poked. And it's just sad that you know it has yeah. to be that way. But you know, I it, it's kind of like the argument that I feel like I have with everyone who's really not. I don't want to say on our side, it's not Mm -hmm. a side, but that they can't really resonate with why we're happy to have a baby at home versus going to a hospital. A lot of people's argument is why not? Why would you take the risk? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you, you know, just be somewhere where you knew it were the safest place. And, Mm. you know, statistically that's really not the case. It's not necessarily the safest place. And, Mm it's, it's, it's rare. Obviously it happens. Thank God we have these options, but it's rare that, that there needs to be an intervention and that somebody needs to be taken or transferred or, or, you know, if you are a healthy mom, especially if you've had more than one kid, like, and it feels good, you should do it. Like I I have people ask me all the time, I really want to try that. What do you think? I'm like, what does your heart say? Like, if you Mm -hmm. feel good, then that's the path that you should take. I, I really believe it. I agree with you. And I also feel like I had a home birth transfer with my first child and um, everyone was like, oh my gosh, like that's so scary. And I was like, but it actually right. wasn't. It was really calm. It and wasn't. I chose a midwife who was really conservative in terms of mm-hmm. when she would make the call. 
And right. I, Sarah was at that birth and it like the decision was made and we just sort of like packed up the car and we went to have the transfer and it never got to a point right. where the decision was made and it was suddenly this crazy emergency. It was like, stressful. we're going to make the call earlier than later. And it was the right call in that case. Um, and I ended up having a really like beautiful, natural hospital birth that has been a Mm -hmm. positive story for me. Uh, and so I always like put my hand up and like, I am the person that had the transfer from the home birth. And I had a really beautiful outcome, but also I was incredibly mindful when I was interviewing midwives because I wanted to ask those questions. At what point do you make that call to do a transfer? And I knew, I knew her steps and I was like, okay, that protocol like feels Mm -hmm. good to me and that checks out. Yeah. And you trusted her to obviously she said it's time and you said, okay, exactly. It wasn't that you were fighting and wanted to, you know, I think it, yeah. You you just have to kind of give in and trust whoever that person is that you pick. And she was your leader. How was your partner then, uh, you know, <laughs> during the process? Did you find oh that God. he okay. was more reserved? Was he like in it with you? Like, how was he so through the whole really thing? It's really funny. It's a funny story. So he, <laughs> okay. So, the, so there was, there was, I don't even know what word to use. There was certain things that I had to agree to in order to have this home birth. That is amazing. Like parameters were put in place. (laughs) Yes. Well, first he was insane. He wanted like a, like a, like a ambulette, like a helicopter to be waiting outside. He's like, you're insane. Are you nuts? We live 20 minutes from Cedars. I'm like, we're not having an ambulance outside nor a helicopter, any of that craziness. But he wanted an OB. He wanted a real like obstetrician yes. to be sitting on the couch. And I said, you do know that I, I I saw Dr. Crane for years. So I said, you know, I can make that happen. It's easy. I'm sure he'll be happy to come, but you're going to pay him and he's going to sit on the couch. He's going to have some coffee, maybe a glass of wine, and he's going to go home. Like there's really <laughs> yes. nothing for him to do. Yeah. But if you want him, sure. Like, let's do it. Yeah, which is more expensive, Dr. Crane or the ambulance? (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) So it was, I was fine with it. I was like, let's, let's do it. So I I had Dr. Crane scheduled book. We had a plan. Mark was going to call the midwife when I went to labor and Lindsay would call Dr. Crane. That was it. So I'm like, literally just push the baby out. And I look up at Mark, who's, by the way, was pretty chill the whole time. I was like really impressed. He was like not stressed at all. I think he really enjoyed it. He was like laughing with the kids and like they were like playful. And I look at him and I'm like, where's Dr. Crane? Like, he's not here. He's like, (laughs) I didn't call him. Like, are you so proud of me? I was like, no way. Like, and I have it on the video where I'm like, (gasps) Like my face is like, I'm making this like shocked face because I couldn't believe it. And I was like, wow, that's like so, I don't even know. That's so special that he felt so comfortable that he was like, meh. I'm not even going to call him. Forget it. Oh, wow. my so, gosh. It was nice. How we got nice. our money back, too, which was How great. amazing. <laughs> Love that. They're like, <laughs> refund. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That, yeah. Oh, that my so, God. Yeah, so, so all of these things, I think that he needed to just feel secure along the yeah. way. 
he realized at the end of the day, like, you know, it's just not necessary. Like he felt safe and he knew I was safe and, and thank God it was quick. I think if it had been like a long labor, he would have been more nervous, but it was, it was fast and I was in total denial. So we didn't even get to fill up the tub. So they sometimes say that that third birth is the wild card. Was that sort of your yes. experience? If you look at the three different births, was that third birth like just took you by surprise? Was it very different? Yeah. Well, I was so, I think, set in my head that I was going to be super late. With ah. him. I don't know why. I think Phoenix was 10 days late. Okay. Mm. 10 days. I would wake up and cry. Like yeah. in the morning, I would get up, sit That's there rough. and just tears. I was so just, I don't know. I couldn't, I was like not in control. I was like, I don't understand this due date thing, which by the way is a whole nother topic. Oh, like I, I can't know. make I a due date. It's like, there shouldn't be due guess dates. Day. There should be like a guess week. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Um, so, you know, my due date came and went. And I was like, so depressed. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to wait weeks again, like the last time. And I went for a walk and I was like having like cramps or whatever, not even, they probably were contractions, but by your third baby, it's really like hard to tell Yeah, in the early stages if you're in labor. I don't know, for me at least. And I went home and we had dinner and I was having like full contractions, but I was in such denial, like in total denial. I don't know why I did not give in to this, like the fact that I was having a baby that night. But um, <laughs> I took a shower. I braided my hair because no, I kept thinking, you did not. <laughs> if I go into labor, I'm prepared. I'm going to like get my warrior braids yeah. going. And I oh literally thought I was going to go to sleep. I swear oh, to God, wow. it was, it was 10, it was 10 o'clock at night. Mark finally is like, I'm calling Lindsay. She lives an hour and a half. Like, are you nuts? I don't care if she sleeps in downstairs on the couch. Like, let's just have her. Yeah. He calls her. She walks in the door at 11 and it was over. Like, here comes the baby. She checked <gasps> on I was like six centimeters. I went to the bathroom. I, yeah, I had him. Um, I think it was like. 1 a.m. I had him. Wow. So I was like, really like, I know having like a full mental argument with myself. So then, okay, here's my question about that. Cause we hear about those short labors and everyone's like, that's a dream. Oh my gosh. I want to have a three hour labor. Yeah. But it was so intense. Was it? Yeah. That's what I wanted to ask. Was it like rolling contractions? Were you unable? Was it so powerful that you were like, I need this to slow down? No, because I knew what the finish line looked like for me. And I knew they were, they were happening so strong and fast. And I would just like, every time I had one, I would, I knew what to do. Like I was Mm. like in a zone. Like I was like, maybe if had it been that way, the first or second time I would have been like, holy shit, this is a lot. But I was like, let's go every time. Like I just, there was no word spoken in between contractions. I just went in. I was like, this baby is coming out. And it was, it was <sighs> quick. But I, to wow. be honest, I think it was a long day of labor that I was just totally unaware of. I didn't even know. So yeah. it's probably like, wow, what a dream. I don't even know how many hours, but 
That yeah, is a, that's nice. amazing. <laughs> I for my like my last two kids that I had, well maybe all three of them actually. I definitely had two weeks where I was like, "Oh, I'm in labor. Oh, mm. I'm I have this year, this is like a diagnosis. I'm going to go to bed tonight. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be able to have a baby. It happened yeah. for like two weeks. Yeah. So definitely by my third one, I kept being like, I don't know, might be tonight. And then I was yeah. 11 days past my due date with her, with my last baby. So I wow, totally feel time. you. Yeah. Cause yeah. the 10 day, it's just it takes, it was and forever. how fast was your third, your third baby? My third was, um, my third was just really funny because I think I had been sort of having light labor all through the night and in and out of sleep. So it was like the next morning I was like, oh, I'm in this is labor. So <laughs> yeah. that was like, you know, six in the morning or something. And I ended up having I had to go to the hospital and I had her by like noon. So it was like wow. pretty quick. Especially once I got there, it was just like the job was being done, you know, like everything. Yeah. There was like a new like level to everything. And I was going to say to your, because for me, I had a home birth first and then two hospital births. Okay. And so, and I loved my home birth, but I had a really big baby and the baby got stuck at home. And then we, and the baby, and we were able to like get the baby out, but you know, my next two, I was like, mm, my husband and I were all like, eh, maybe we'll do it at the hospital because the baby was so big. Um, yeah. But it I would you say feel at peace. At peace. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I had another, would I want to do it at home? Maybe. Um, yeah, but, you know, I, <laughs> I do think that the, the hospital um, can be really beautiful. It can be, you know, exactly yeah. what you said. Like, but then totally. you also, I think going into a hospital birth, it's just good to remember to really know what you want and for your team to know and for your partner to know, because you kind of have to be armed with that. Cause that moment when the midwife like asks you yeah. about, yeah. you know, an epidural and you were like, I kind of feel like something was taken away from me there. Like that's, it's really hard. Cause in the transition part, like if somebody Ugh. at home that with my first baby had dangled that carrot in front of me, like, uh, that was I was going on the same amount of hours that you're talking about. And I yeah. that I was so done for so mm. many hours, you know, you were like, can I just have 20 minutes? Please? Yes, <laughs> exactly. there, should be, there should be like a pause. That's really all you need when it's a long yes. time. You just you need. And let so, me tell you the epidural that I got the first time. Yeah. I took a nap, like yeah, not yes. like deep sleep, but that hour, whatever I got, Ugh. saved me. Yeah, and I, I had energy. I regained yes. en energy to push out. I honestly probably would have had a C-section otherwise. So, like, listen, I think that's it, amazing, everything happens man. for a reason. Yeah, you know, I really like. I, I, I'm not like. I don't think about that birth and think something was stolen from me or taken from me. It's just, yeah, it, it was the way that it went, and it was in perfect timing, but. I do think that when you're in that hospital environment and you're on the fence, like, am I going to try? Am I not going to try and go in? Yes. You know, it's hard. It's hard to to not take it when it's like literally like, mm, you want this? And Come get it. You can actually say on your birth plan, I mean, hopefully people adhere to it, but Don't Sarah and me. I talk about this all the time, like, 
please do not ask me. Only never offer me the really? opportunity. Yeah, you can write it on your birth. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you can write it specifically like um, no mention of epidural, no mention of, you know, pain relief. Right. And then there's like, so you can say a code word or you say to your partner it like three times oh, yes. and then your partner is the yes. one that goes and requests it as opposed to it being offered we to you. We had that. Yeah. We had a code word, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, But I didn't say it. I did not yeah, ask for the code word. <laughs> yeah, well, it's great. I think there's like definitely more of a focus on looking at people's birth plans. And by the way, if there's a care provider that like sort of scoffs when you're like, here's my birth plan, not really the right birth <laughs> provider totally. because that's just totally. not, you need someone to be like, oh, I respect this. You want to go for a natural birth? Fantastic. Like you should feel empowered to do that. So right. you want the lights dim, you want the music on, you want, okay, fantastic. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, with, with, with Ryan, when I had her in the hospital, I loved my doctor. I loved my, my, um, OB at the time. And I was like, it's perfect. I'm going to have a baby in the hospital. She'll, she'll deliver. And I started telling her what I wanted that, you know, I wanted to be able to kind of change positions or, you know, be on my hands and knees or whatever it was. She was like, no, no. She's like, I only deliver babies when the mother's on their back. Oh, she said, see ya. <laughs> and I was like, but she was like dead serious. She's like, I've seen too many things go wrong, whatever her reasons yes. were. And she was like, that's it. Sorry. Like, and I was like, um, that's not going to work for me. Like that alone, that thought of having like to spit in the box of in some way oh. really like stressed me out and. I was like, well, what am I going to do? Like, this isn't going to work. And that's when she referred me to the midwife that was at that practice at the time. And I was like, oh, wow. perfect. Like, there's so many things you don't know that are available. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, at UCLA, there's a whole team of midwives that you can yes. have. And it's so amazing. Like, that wasn't the case 10 years ago. Yeah. I had like what? the only midwife who had rights at Cedars. Wow. Like, yeah. That's it. Wow. I mean, that's a good thing for any listener out there who's like, you know, pregnant or thinking about having a baby and is, you know, maybe hasn't brought that topic up with their OB if you're with an OB and you're like, that's such yeah. a good question, you know, just to talk a little bit about how you want to birth. And then if they have any sort of reaction to that, you know, I would say a reaction that's like, mm, okay, a lot of women say that, but you could try that. Or if it's like, well, I only deliver people on their back. Like I had to give birth <laughs> on my back one time. The baby was 11 pounds the wow. reason I had to give birth to her pounds? Yeah, the reason <laughs> I had to give birth to her on my back is because they were worried about a sticky shoulder again so I was on right. hands and knees and then they flipped me over just to help guide that out I have to say it was so much more intense oh, trying to birth that yeah. baby on my back and so much yeah. harder and like knowing yes, so. now after three births that my favorite position is this like super split leg squat situation um that positioning is so much easier for me and so having a doctor or a midwife who's like yeah go yes you want to grab it like that that's i'll get under there and catch it mm -hmm. you know um is yeah. so great i'm like why do i just don't understand why anyone cares how you want to push your baby out like it should be is that convenient it's, easier say, them, like, <laughs> it's easier for them to see and yeah, to navigate I like i think that mm -hmm. must be why yeah because Otherwise, yeah, why would they put like you up there? You know, right? 
I tore so badly on my back. Do you remember, oh, Sarah? I tore yeah, at the yeah. top. Yes. And like my body yes. where my baby puts Ooh, pressure is at like the top. at the top. Yeah. I tore right I've at the top. I've never heard of that. Right next to my urethra. And then, of course, like every time I peed. Oh, that probably was so oh, painful to Oh, my God. Too. It was the worst. It was so the bad. Burning. Oh, the burning. The burning. I can feel it. I, was, I can literally <laughs> feel it I would pee in a like warm bucket of water that my mum had that in is. the bath. <laughs> and I would just go and like yeah. pee and my mum would empty this like water for me it was so mm. but it was I was pushing on my back and it felt so weird and since yeah. then I remember I was actually sort of in this lying down position with my second baby and I could feel the pressure in the same spot and I said to my midwife I was like oh my god I can feel it it's so it's so tied up there I need to move positions and she was like try hands and knees and then for my body like the hands and knees position is my like birth jet that is where I push my babies out that was it so then second third fourth baby hands and knees the pressure's off never had a tear since slowed it all down breathed the baby out didn't even have to do the big pushing and like I just wish with my first birth when everyone was like push that I was like, hang on, hang yeah. on, no, <laughs> I'm, do- I'm doing this myself. <laughs> um, but I didn't. But you, you have no idea I didn't what know. to expect that exactly. first time. I, did. I was so you vulnerable. <laughs> oh, I know. That's the thing too. It's just like you're, there's so many things. You're like nervous. You don't know what to expect. The, everything is like a new sensation. You're like, is this right? I don't know. There's so many. I literally had... I think it was my mom holding one leg and my, it was like a scene out of a movie. Yes. I I was like, is this happening? But I was on an epidural, so I didn't feel a thing. Had I not been, I couldn't imagine. You have no gravity to in that position. You have no natural, you know, way to to feel like you're pushing the baby down. Like laying on your back, it just seems so, I don't know. I don't know. to switch gears for a second and ask you from one blended family to another um how has that transition been how's that flow for you guys for your kids does it did it take you a while was it wobbly at first to find your dynamic between the two families um I'd love to hear you speak on that because we don't often interview a lot of other blended families and sure we've had really great feedback every time we talk about it on the podcast yeah I get questions like that all the time and I wish I had like a magic answer but I I I know that my experience and my situation is just really lucky and Mm -hmm. unique and special and I don't take it for granted but listen it wasn't perfect from the beginning it was tough. Um, you know, we split when my, my son was, he had just turned one. My daughter was four. So they were really little, um, which maybe made it easier in some ways and, and maybe not in others. But I think that when we decided, you know, we had separated for a few months and then we decided to get a divorce. Um, And when we decided that together, we were like, look, like we are going to be in each other's lives forever. As Mm -hmm. long as these kids are around and in our lives, like we are partners, we are. And we want them to have a beautiful childhood and we want them to still have us together. And if we can kind of like 
take our egos out of this and, and whatever pain we might feel when there's a new partner introduced or if there's, you know, whatever it was that comes up that kind of creates these issues, um, we were going to like talk it through and not include them, not involve them. Like, so we made packs about certain things and rules and like, we stood by that and it worked. Um, as far as dating went, um, as far as holidays, like we never split on holidays ever. Oh my goodness. Like, oh wow. He, my ex still, still, my ex-husband still sleeps over on Christmas oh. Eve. Like we're terrible Jews. I still like, we have Christmas or whatever, but he, he sleeps <laughs> over and it's just like the kids know, like it's just what we do. Oh. Like he's included in every birthday and every holiday. We want to be together. We want the kids to have everyone it's super important to us how incredible we get along great we speak every day we're good friends we're you know happy to be happy for each other and I think people are always like I don't get it like how do you guys do that and it really is the hardest part is to just let the ego go yes if you can put your kids first and their happiness and what you deem to be normal for them and like what you, what you like, what experience you want them to uh-huh. have and they can have it. You're in control. Wow. That's really it at the end of the day. What an amazing dynamic you found. It's like, what a beautiful flow. And the baby, even the new baby, he loves the kid's dad. Oh. Like he's, they have like a cute relationship. We went skateboarding the other day and my ex was like, playing with the baby on the skateboard and he calls him, you know, he's uncle Danny to him and this is a big family. Like this is just it. We're a unit. It's nice. It's so nice to hear that because my blended family is the same way. We all sleep at each other's house. Like they often live with us. We often live with them. Yeah. We're all together. They're going to be having a baby. So nice. Um, yeah and so like I'm like oh and she was like and you can just babysit and breastfeed if you need to breastfeed the baby when I'm out and I was like totally it's so it's the funniest you're like the breastfeeding might be harassing no I'm like I will breastfeed that baby no Teresa would breastfeed anyone's baby anyone's baby I breastfed other babies before I'm happy to do it I love it but it's so people say the same thing to us they're like what how I don't understand and I was like yeah the love that my husband and Frankie had for each other like they came together to create this beautiful child. And that was the re I really truly believe that was the reason they came together was so that Isaac had this portal to come through. And it's like, I, so I can look at her and just love her for all the beautiful things that she's done for her son, who's our son, who we love. And it's just this, we're all just so happy for each other. And again, wasn't always like that, but we worked on it and it was eradicating the ego in that instance. It was just letting it go and like, yeah, not asking for perfection. That's really what it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And really strong communication. Totally. And I think like having certain boundaries, like if there's certain things that don't feel good, you can, voice that yes. and you can kind of have not rules but you can have you know you can ease into it, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like a light switch all of a sudden you just kind of jump into this new world it's hard it takes time but if you like you said Aww. if you communicate and you're like 
you know, that really just makes me feel kind of, it's too soon or it's kind of, that kind of makes me feel like, like if you have that respect for each other, yeah, yeah, then, you know, you're, you're treating that person like, like their family versus like, you know, I think that's what happens yeah. that a lot of times when people split, they feel like they don't, they're not supposed to share anymore in life, mm. you know? And when you have kids, it's so not the case. It's forever. Yeah. I mean, you're so, so lucky that you have a partner that is like on the same page as you with all of totally. that too, because, yeah. you know, or ex, however you would say that ex-partner, co-parent, um, because, you know, I've definitely, when you were telling that story about how you guys do it, it actually made me choke up and like get emotional mm. because like, I've seen so many friends go through it where yeah. they're not on the same page. And it's really hard because you do think like, it's for, you know, you keep saying like, but the kids, like the kids, they need, you know, they need their mom, yeah. they need their dad, they need right. this like unit. And um, mm -hmm. it just like kills you when you see it coming from a place of like anger or frustration or mm -hmm. like spite or any of those things. And it's so hard and so complicated. Yeah. And it definitely has the biggest effect on the little ones the who kids. like just, yeah, they just like can't. Yeah. Anyway, it's just like so beautiful yeah. that you said that. And I hope that if somebody is out there listening to that, that's going through it, like that can be something for them to think about. At the end of the day, that's who is affected. And yeah, yeah. as hard as it is to kind of really give into that, once you do, you're like, it's really all that matters, you know? Yeah. They're so innocent and so helpful. Like it's, you know, it's a shame when you see these families like struggle like that and the kids suffer. So. And you get to normalize it. And I think we know that the divorce rate is so high that, you know, half of these marriages are going to fall apart. And it's a horrible thing to think yeah. of, especially as, you know, you're falling in love, but actually you're setting your kids up to know that one day if they're in a partnership and the partnership ends, it doesn't have to be toxic. It can be totally right. normal. All families look different. And I yeah. just, I think it's just such a beautiful way forward. And I hope that more people lean into this idea that you just normalize like family breakdowns and then they yeah. reshape and they look a little bit different. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and, and what's perfect anyways, it's like, you know, I yes. think it was so hard on myself. Like when I did sp split with their dad thinking, Oh my gosh, this isn't, wasn't my plan. And what am I doing? My poor kids. And then I'm like, no, this is, this is what's right. Like they deserve to have happy parents and yes. that's all that matters. Like Absolutely. they feel that 100%. And it, it kind of goes back to like them experiencing birth. Like my parents were divorced, but they had a great relationship. So my experience with divorced parents was nothing bad. It was fine. It was great. My kids, my parents got along and we did things together and, you know, I got that experience firsthand and sort of that was like when I split with my ex, I was like, oh, it can be good. It will be good because yeah. I know that it can be good because I experienced that. So I wanted my kids to also share that. And the same with birth, you know, like yes. my daughter yes. now, she talks about having 
you know, baby someday. And it's like, that's how she's going to do it. She's already like decided in her head, not like she's you know, family planning at 10, but I mean, <laughs> I know that she's like, you know, that's how I want to have a baby mom. Yes. Like, that's how I'm going to do it. So it's like, we are, you know, what we teach our kids and, and yes. it's kind of like, the gift we give them, right? It's so true. I, we were just interviewing Dr. Favilia Aflac and she was like, we are our kids first teacher. Like that, right. that's, that's the case. And I do really believe that when we can teach through just like behavior, our own behavior and really think about like, you know, as we're modeling these things for our kids, like, um, it can be, you're absolutely right. It can be such a beautiful thing. And so thank you for sharing that because, um, mm -hmm. it really touched me just hearing that story and knowing like how the opposite side can be so hard. And, um, and it's hard, you know, I'm sure very hard as you're going through it, but it's so awesome that you guys found a way to do it and do it so well. So I just yeah, so you. appreciate that you said that. Um, thank you so much for being here with us on the it Mother was so Days. Fun. Yay! I and really I'm, loved it. And it was my first <laughs> podcast, by the way. It oh my was gosh, my what? That, yes, this was it. I was a podcast wow. virgin until we today. Feel, we feel so <laughs> honored that you chose to be on the Mother Days. And I mean, I just remembered Ricky saying, like, Tori, you need to go and tell your stories. Like, and she's yeah. right. Like, you have such different birth experiences. The fact that you shared them with us is um, it's amazing. And also just the way that you've decided to like, you know, live and parent and do this whole, the whole parenting thing. So thank you so much. She's so right on. Tori, this has been such an insightful, beautiful podcast episode with you. I loved everything that you shared and I, I'm leaving feeling mm, thank you so inspired. Um, and could you tell everyone where they can find you to continue following your journey? Well, I mean, I don't leave my house much. <laughs> Literally at Whole Foods. Um, okay, your address is fine. Your address yeah, is yeah. fine. We'll all come over. Um, I mean, really, I, I, I'm so bad with social media these days. I've sort of just kind of went inward with this last baby. Yes, makes sense. And, and it's funny having him, I think, made me realize how fast it goes by. Yeah, I really just wanted to like, you know, take yes. it all in and I and I made a joke earlier about earlier about just being you know a stay-at-home mom and it's funny I'm like for the first time in my life I'm I'm not working I'm not doing anything creatively and sure there's days when I want to you know I'm going nuts and I'm like god I wish I had a project or something but I'm really so content with just being oh, a mom I love in this that. moment. Yes. And it's just a chapter in my life. Like I'm happy right now. So I, I'm like sitting back and getting to spend all my time with them and, and not having to travel and get on a plane on a whim and go to a million meetings. Oh, and that sounds sort nice. of just like, I don't know. It's a moment in time for me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> someday soon. Someday soon. <laughs> I'll get back out there. I know it. I'll get bored. You can follow her like I do on Instagram at Tori Pramer. Yes. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram. I'm not as active as I as I used to be, but um yes, okay. I'm there. We love it. And wow. yeah. And I love You're you guys. Best. Thank you for having oh, me. I really enjoy it. We love, we love following you. Thank, thank you, you so for much. speaking out on all of 
these topics. I think they're so important. And I think that we need to be having these conversations. hundred percent. It's, it's time to have them. And I really appreciate you guys oh, for that. we appreciate Aww, you thanks thank so much you. tori so much <laughs> and um daisies you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts thank you so much Woo! bye, bye. <laughs> mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.